Welcome back to the post show. Episode 25? I don't even know how that's possible. Um, this week we talk about Attack of the Hollywood Clichés, a new documentary on Netflix that I saw. And then Grant catches us up on his week without internet and the movies that he spent his time watching because he was stuck in the 1930s, apparently. Um, from there we have a lengthy and very much listen-worthy uh, discussion over the Sunny Boy finale and just the series as a whole before Grant jumps into Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword and his current playthrough of that. Then there's just a ton of industry news, from the Twitch leak to the Scarlet Disney lawsuit to the House of Dragons trailer and Dragon Ball Super trailers and much more. Lots of fun stuff happening that we covered. Um, we close the show as I talk about Vivi Florite and where I'm at with that series, and then Grant is watching the newly released part of Way of the House Husband. Um, fun episode this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Enjoy. And we're back. We are back. Hey, Grant. How's it going, Dave? Pretty good, man. Busy day, busy week, mm. it feels like. Um, mm-hmm. But we're here, and I, I was just saying to you, it feels a little different. We're recording mm-hmm. this kind of at a different time. Listener, you won't notice that because you don't notice anything. But... Uh, <laughs> Because you're so ignorant, um, but we we didn't we didn't cover My Hero Academia this week, so um, you know the post show is going to come out at the regular time you guys are used to, but uh, we're recording this at a slightly different time. Uh, anyway, not that that matters, but yeah, it feels like we haven't done this in a while. Yeah, it, I feel like we haven't been able to warm up yet. That's that's what half of uh, half half of the work of like the the regular show is just warming up to do the post show. Oh, that's a good point. Because yeah. we are talking for a good half hour. Yeah. And then, but, you know, even before we hit record. Mm-hmm. Mm. So but we're, we're here. Uh, yeah, we're stretching. We're still stretching, and, guys. <laughs> but uh, we've got lots to, lots to catch up on. Like, there's obviously some big anime things that I want to mm. talk about, and I'm sure you do too. But it's also just been a busy week. It feels like just an entertainment um, mm. there's lots of stuff coming out. There's lots of trailers and lots of announcements and lots of cool things that I think are very relevant, um, to the podcast. So I think maybe I'm going to start, yeah. uh, real quick with really random news or really random recommendation. Uh, cause I watched it last night. This is like, I feel like what Netflix was known for when they like started, you know, okay. and especially when they started putting out original content. Oh shit! I don't think you, I know what's coming. Do, do you don't you remember um, like being like, oh, what is this Netflix thing? Or oh, it's this new show on Netflix. Check this out. Mm. Right, and like it, it was just like you just found stuff, like the like the fun process of discovery. There wasn't a streaming app for everything, so when something popped yeah. up on Netflix, you're like, oh, I gotta yeah. check that. Yeah. So I think I know what you think I'm gonna mention. <laughs> okay. You think I'm gonna mention Squid Games? Okay. All right. I'm uh, off. <laughs> which is that what you thought? I, that's what I assumed. Yeah. I will. Uh, yeah. So I haven't watched it yet. I have not. I, I've been okay. dodging spoilers. Like oh, it's going out of style this week. Nice. Good for you. Okay. So we're on the same page. Yeah. You know, we don't even plan a lot of this stuff sometimes. Like we just sort of sync up when we sync up. So that works. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, Squid Games is like going really viral right now. I'm glad that it, it's cool that like a Korean show, I think it's Korean, um, so. is exploding in the west and globally and it's subbed and everyone's just like okay with that mm-hmm. i know there's like a sub dub debate going yeah. on yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. 
And I it's think that's like, what I've seen the most of online. But it's cool. It's like, ah, oh, it's like, yeah, this is what we talk about all the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're very, welcome. we're very used to it. Um, yeah, man, it, it, it looks fun. So I, I will check it out and I bet we'll, we'll talk about it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. All that prelude aside, so I wanted to mention very quickly, there's a documentary one hour long special called Attack of the Hollywood Clichés. Okay. I have seen zero promo for it. I, it, it must have just come out though. Oh, I, um, who's who's hosting that? Rob Lowe. Uh, Rob Lowe, yes. I, I saw that he was hosting something. It's really good. Um, oh, really? Yeah, it's it's an hour long, and all they do, like, I, I should have saved the description, but very simply put, um, they, took a, they take a relatively critical and fun look at just your typical cliches in Hollywood movies, and they provide you with examples all the way from, you know, movies in the 40s all the way to um you know like the dark knight all the way to very very recent films like Zack snyder justice league justice league Mm. and all that stuff and there are too many to list but like you know some obvious ones are like um they 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 show you examples like oh here's the opening shot on any funeral in any movie it's always the protagonist over the shoulder shot standing far away from the funeral so the director can get a wide angle of the actual funeral procession. Hmm. Um, they do the kissing in the rain cliche. Sure. The final girl uh, cliche, which is like the final girl in most horror movies that yeah, makes it to right. the end. That's classic. Yeah. Uh, they, I think they have the, the wise black person <laughs> cliche. Oh and gosh, there are yeah. so many of that one. It fucking knocked me on my ass. Um, anyway, and also just a lot of fun comedy ones, some that make a lot of your uh, favorite films feel a little bit lazy, but I don't think that's like what they're aiming to do. They're not like aiming to be like, Hey, we're going to ruin all your favorite movies. It's not like that. They're just like, look at all these tropes because what what do they all have in common? Yeah. Here's what they all have in common. And like they're cliches for a reason. And just like stereotypes are often stereotypical for a reason, like, because they are useful tropes in the mechanics mm. of which you can tell a story, right? Like, sometimes you need a character to do a thing to usher the story along. Um, sometimes it works better than others, and sometimes they're used more effectively, obviously. Um, but it's, I, you know, you and I obviously like talking about movies and TV pretty, uh, pretty in-depth. Mm-hmm. So this is right up our alley. And if you're listening to this, it's definitely up your alley. It's funny. There's a huge cast. Uh, Lawrence Pugh or Florence Pugh is in it. Oh. Uh, Andrew Garfield. Um, they use lots of fun actors to like, and you know, just people in the business, uh, sound editors, writers, directors. Hmm. Um, lots of people make a cameo just to like explain how a sp- specific cliche works. Really recommend it's really, it. It's really interesting because you don't. I find when you see this type of thing, it feels like they're like grabbing at straws for people to put in it. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember there was the there's actually a documentary series that Leanne and I it, it was a Netflix one as well that Leanne and I just fell in love with. It was just so fascinating. I think it was called The Toys That Made Us. Oh man! I think they did a movie one, but we did the toy and we would like we watched everything like the My Little Pony episode, like the He Man stuff, like mm-hmm. stuff that we had like no interest in growing in. We watched them all, and it was just funny because like the reoccurring theme through every single episode across like all these years of toy making is just people fucking each other over like blatantly <laughs> like it's all about credit but but anyways but it was just you know they'd have like the people kind of you know in it that were you know like a big part of like the, the toys themselves but they'd have like these random celebrities thrown in and you're like 
oh wow like who i guess this guy is a celebrity you know what i mean <laughs> and, and they do like a movie one as well and there's the same thing it was just like a bunch of random people thrown in it's like I guess this person likes this movie, you know, and they get to talk about it. That's it's, pretty funny. But, uh, so it's interesting to hear, like, you know, like Florence Pugh and uh, Andrew Garfield and Rob Lowe, like, these are all, like, big, known, act, yeah. still active people, so that's, that's kind of cool. Rob Lowe, uh, the dialogue they wrote for him, and obviously his delivery, uh, it he worked quite well as a host, I was really impressed. Mm. I think... I was thinking of him as a host, and I was like, what else did he host? I think he got a roast on Comedy Central, and I, I love all those, and I was sure. like, yeah, he makes a good host. Hmm. Uh, anyway, I recommend it. I got Attack of the Hollywood Cliches. I'm definitely uh, going to check that out. Yeah. And f- with that, sir, I bounce it to you. Well, it's been a bit of a week for me. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, again, for those listening, we are recording way later than we normally do. Uh, I have just been without internet at home for what feels like almost a week. Living and, in the uh, 1930s. Yeah, like, you know, like, I had my phone and stuff like that, like, you know, like, data plan, but, like, you don't want to be, you don't want to be, like, doing all your entertainment off, like, a hotspot or whatever, so, like, Leanne and I kind of just, you know. I was about to say, you don't want to be watching, like, premiere anime on a smart screen, or a smartphone screen. (sighs) I know. Well, here's the problem. I tried. Like, I was going to say, like, (laughs) like, fuck it, like, let's just, like, make this happen. We'll hotspot it to the TV. Like, we're kind of rural. Like, we don't have, like, great cell service, especially Mm -hmm. in the house. So we've really relied on the internet, you know, to like for all our needs. That's the thing; like the internet even allows our texts to get through correctly. It's a utility. So it's you know, any anyways, Barnard. So I cracked open. I went down in the basement and I cracked open a cardboard box and I pulled up, came upstairs with three Blu-rays and we watched those over uh, over the week. What and, were they? Uh, so Train Spotting. Oh fuck! Okay. Uh, train Spotting, Spaceballs. And oh. Jurassic Park, <laughs> dude, those are all pretty strong. It was a, it was a pretty solid like back to back movie night we had for those. Yeah, we, we we did Train Spotting and Spaceballs one night, and then we did Jurassic Park last night. But um, it, it also worked out too because I just you know I finished read or listening to Jurassic Park like the audiobook, so it was it was funny like it was pretty much just like with Leanne because I've read it like six times when I was mm-hmm. younger. You know, and I, uh, just picking everything apart and like Leanne actually in this part in the book, like <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I uh, that's funny. I was gonna, I would have thought you would have Blu-rays kind of at the ready because I know we've talked about like yeah. when you're a really really big fan of something, like we yeah. you know we buy the vinyl or or sometimes the Blu-ray. Do you keep Blu-rays like stocked and like like that kind of thing, or are they I, kind of like filed away? No, I exclusively buy blu-rays of like my favorite movies yeah okay i don't just like oh this is out i'm gonna grab that like unless it's something like like i'll buy, I'll buy blu-rays like years after the fact like when it comes when something comes out to blu-ray brand new i'm not rushing out to get it yeah it's just i keep a mental note of the ones that i would like to have and then it's, i just kind of go get them it's my exact relationship with uh with vinyl so, and very similar yeah similar I, like uh I started, you know, not not like maybe like five years ago or something. And the, even then, at that point, this record was quote old. But mm. like, I know exactly what you mean, and I know that you'll appreciate this because it's specific. But one of, and I still don't have it actually. One of the first uh, vinyls I ever said I wanted it was like, I need that original lineup getting back together, taking back Sunday, self-titled mm. record. And it's not like. I don't think it's, like, super hard to find either. I'm pretty sure you can just, like, buy it on fucking Amazon. Yeah. There's just, like, always been something else. You know what sure. I mean? 
but it's it's something like that where you have an all-time favorite yeah um and that's like slowly what builds up your collection yeah i haven't touched that with blu-rays yet but i I respect i respect the game you know it's just thing like over the years like you know like i'll I'll see it in a bin whether it's at walmart it's like oh i fucking love that movie and you grab it and you know it's it's cheaper whatever but like you know like i remember you know it's not often you know i go to a mall anymore but like you know i'd go to ottawa like if i make a day trip or something like that and i go to one of the malls i go to hmv or whatever the store is at the time sunrise Records, something like that i always just pop in to see what they got it's like if it's in the mental list i grab it and and it's funny too because i haven't like space balls i grew up with that like a lot that was always that was always on like uh like just cable mm-hmm. so that was one i watched you know years and years and years but like train spotting i hadn't seen that this is gonna sound so weird it's not like i had like a do you remember in like high school there was like a lot of i remember at least around like our group of friends there's a lot of like music uh documentary or mm-hmm. documentaries uh biographies mm-hmm. of like bands and and artists and all that and there's there's just like this continuous trend of heroin <laughs> oh yeah and it was just like I just had this weird fascination about it, and everyone was like, "Oh, you gotta check out this movie, Train Spotting," and it was like mm. Obi Wan Kenobi was in it, and all this stuff. <laughs> anyway, so I love I love Train Spotting, but I probably haven't watched it in ten years, mm-hmm. or no, maybe maybe like six years. And I threw it on for Leanna, and I I flat out told her I was like, "This is dark. Like this is this is a really dark... have you seen it, Dave?" Yes. Um... Okay. Semi recently, I mean, you know, as I said, within f- I don't know six years, like I was a grown up watching yeah. it. You know, I remember I think I watched it like in my mid teens and being like, oh, this is pretty fucked up. But you're yeah, also not like, quite processing it at that age either. So exactly, so, yeah. like you're seeing stuff, but like you can't like take it into like full effect, like the real mm-hmm. scope of it all. But it's so, like I, I warned Leanna. I was like, yeah, this is dark, and she's like, all right, like, what else are we doing? <laughs> you know, like we got no internet, so <laughs> we threw it on, and at the end of it, I was like. Wow, memory's a funny thing. I don't remember being this fucked up, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like I was, I was taken aback. It, but it was, yeah. It's but and the Jurassic Park is, you know, it's all time. So yeah, and, and just as uh, just as dark and traumatic for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Good shit though. But it was fun. It was it was fun going back and, you know, it's there was something kind of ritualistic that you kind of miss out on with like all the, like the streaming generation like. I was like, I went down, I was perusing through them, I was like, okay, I'll grab this one, I'll grab that You're like, one, and, you know, it was fun, it was, it was kind of nostalgic, there's like in that a weird way. Yeah, there's like that scene, or that, there's that thing I think everybody does, who has a deck of VHSs or DVDs or Blu-rays, where you take your index finger and you're sort of perusing, Yeah. You're, you know, you do the old squinty eye to like find mm-hmm. what you're looking for, and then something finally catches your eye, and there's like that satisfying like, opening it noise, and you gotta blow on the disc to get all the dust off, yeah, ritualistic. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I popped a DVD or a CD or anything into something to watch it. And you know what the funny part was? So like we threw in we threw in Train Spotting into the PlayStation, and mm-hmm. we fire it up, and the first thing it hits me with is no network activity. Some features will be disabled, yeah. and I'm like, oh, this movie better fucking play. I remember that was like a thing that like tech people were like mad at like back mm-hmm. like as um technology was maturing right like things like oh everything needs an internet connection to work even though it you didn't used to need an internet connection like the drm thing yeah yeah shit like that Mm -hmm. um anyway yeah jurassic park train spotting two really good uh those are two good back-to-backs yeah 
Go count on Spaceballs. That's just fucking hilarious. Course, that oh, I have not seen since. You have not. Oh man, that's that's funny. I could take a look at that. Yeah. Now, should we get to the business? Or yeah, I'm. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So, listener, um, if it's your first time here, which I doubt. Um, yeah, come on. <laughs> you'll We're know. Lifelong listeners. We we've, know yeah, we've been really, really high on. Uh, Sunny Boy, uh, the anime, which just aired last exactly a week ago from when we're recording. It's uh, finale, you know, probably forever. I haven't seen or heard anything about a season two, but um, episode 12 was the season finale, probably series finale, I think, right? Grant, you haven't heard anything, right? I haven't heard anything otherwise. I did, there was an announcement that the director has already, like, he's got his next show scheduled for someone else. Like, he's not doing an independent thing. Cool. He's, yeah. he's being hired on. So I, I can't imagine there's going to be a quick follow-up to this. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it was meant to be. So as we jump in, I will just say spoiler warning for the whole series. Mm-hmm. In, up to and including uh, the finale. So let's get into it. I will start and say I only have seen it the one time. Shame on me. I, I, just, well, I just got the internet up and running there, so I just watched it like an hour ago. <laughs> for the first time? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it's fresh. It's it's on top of my mind. Damn, I hate you. Um, <laughs> well, we've both seen it once. You just uh, you just had a little bit more recency. Okay, what'd you think? I loved it. It was, <laughs> you know, it's, I, you know, it's so interesting. Out of the shows that we've kind of watched this season, or, you know, like this year. I just, I love reading the internet, like, just, like, the discourse between, you know, mm-hmm. like, different, you know, I just like to see, you know, the temperature that everyone has. Yeah. And Sunny Boy, repeatedly, like, week to week, it's been very, like, everyone's on the same page. And maybe this is just a finale problem, but it feels like, I'm, all I'm reading is people saying how bittersweet it is. And yeah. it's not the ending they wanted. Mm-hmm. But... My argument is, like, it's no different than every other episode of the season. Like, you know, we've said this before. The show is, like, you know, the absolute of walked its own path. And mm-hmm. it's made its own decisions. And it did it again. And people are kind of, like, complaining about it. Which I find so... Like, I find it hypocritical. It's probably all the same people that were so, like, stoked on everything prior. Yeah. And then it's delivered the exact same way. Just not the way they wanted it. Yeah. It's... I don't know. But I, I really like it. The musical cues... In this episode, were fucking legendary. It they yeah. Just attack onto that dude. One thing that we have said time and time again is that how strong uh, the soundtrack and uh, sound design of this show was week to week, and they pulled out all the stops for the finale. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. The I, the thing I liked about it this episode specifically is it's clearly full versions of each song the three songs that are played <laughs> yeah are played from beginning to end and like yeah. they have their natural you know it's it was almost like the episode was directed around the songs you know like it's it's too perfect yeah you know it's so clearly like clearly the music and also the ending too like they did the remix of uh, oh my god the op which which is uh which is pretty cool but um yeah i don't like, you know, like, I guess by definition, yes, some people might consider it bittersweet, but like, you know, it's, I don't know, man. And also like the, the spacewalk, the trippy spacewalk Ugh, was incredible, <laughs> incredible. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is, this is just, you know, someone's mind being delivered to me. I love, yeah. I love that. Yeah. It was really, really cool. 
Yeah, cool. I thought it was these. Um, yeah. So anyway, what's next? <laughs> Did you like it though as a whole? Yeah, Do you feel yeah. bittersweet about it? Uh, or? So, okay, so I'll, I'll lay out my whole a lot of my thoughts. But you know, as uh, I won't say as usual because we do disagree sometimes. But I think sure. you know. We have been on the same page a lot for Sunny Boy, and I, mm-hmm. I'm on the same page again with you. Um, so I'll try and word it a little bit differently, and I'll just say I've thought about it a lot since I watched it, and I've only seen it once. And I, you know, I think we're all aware of recent our own recency bias, sure. or you know, we should be. <laughs> um, and I've been trying to gain distance from Sunny Boy in the finale, and it's hard for me to say it's not one of the best things I've ever seen, because. I thought that finale was like everything I had wanted it to be. Mm. I I do understand how one could describe it as bittersweet, but that is not how I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't think this is the kind of show that would tie everything up in a neat bow and close every thread and give you perfect closure on every loose thing. You know, like mm-hmm. that's clearly not the show. What the show is about, nor has it ever been about that. Um, but I I walked away like feeling hopeful and Mm -hmm. positive and like happy i went through this journey you know what i mean like and and that's how i've i have felt about the series the whole time and the one thing i was nervous about was like are they going to stick the landing and the landing was was the embodiment of sunny boy like it had the closure i was looking for but it didn't like it didn't do too much work to like you know deliver it to you right in your lap and be like see like do you understand there are no more questions like of course there Mm -hmm. are questions but like i think i feel relatively okay about what is left that like you know it's i think it's like one of those things it's up to you how you want to feel about that i I felt superb about it and and yeah i just want to echo again what you said about the sound design and the the music the Mm. uh the journey home uh that montage of of uh Nagara and uh, Nozomi's, or Mizuho, rather, mm-hmm. uh, their journey home was one of the best things I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, the sound, the the emotion, everything. I thought, like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I thought every decision they made in the finale, and I, you know, this is why I preface this whole thing with, like, I'm aware, I'm trying to be aware of my recency bias. <laughs> sure. So I will come back to it later, and, you know, maybe I'll be like, okay, maybe it was a little hype. Um and and we'll see but like yeah i thought every decision was great from opening up to the present day and opening up to the normal world and it not being like great mm. <laughs> like it being kind of tough on them sure and then and then in the middle of the episode then they show you that they actually got out um how they got out the ending all of it i was yeah. really 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 happy with you know it i like it because they didn't hold their punches in their way it's not like they're you know it wasn't an antagonistic message to the to the viewers by any means Mm -hmm. but it was just kind of like this is the brass tacks of the situation like yeah you know and and like i said there's also like we were totally right like misaki was a total total red herring Mm -hmm. and you know when you get to the end of it and the things that are wrapped up it kind of just really shines light on the things that aren't Mm -hmm. wrapped up and it's Mm -hmm. just like the show is just clearly designed to have red herrings as like as far as the eye could see mm-hmm. and i kind of like it when it's used that way it's not like it's it wasn't like ah that was bullshit like you see in some shows like you know um like in attack on titan when mikasa's like wrist is revealed like right at the very end 
Yeah. And it's kind of just like, well, what are you hitting me with right now? Like, is this, like, where is this going? Like, things were, like, just gracefully shown. Yeah. Grace, gracefully shown throughout. And I don't know. I, it's, it's funny because last week we were talking about, um, we were talking about Jim Carrey, or two weeks ago, I can't remember. Um, and I had brought up the, that kidding show. Yeah. I'm getting very similar vibes where, like, Sunny Boy, you know, it's, I, I genuinely love what I watch, but it's one of those things that whether it ends up being one of my favorites, it will always just hold memory Mm -hmm. in my mind because of like the way, just the package, like the way it presented itself and the music, like it, they really tried to make a unique experience. I think at least, Mm -hmm. you know, people that are watching anime a lot longer than us might say like, Oh, there's stuff from different eras that we should check out. And please, by all means, if you have anything, sunny boy, similar (laughs) or adjacent, please tell us. But, um, no, I, I just think, I think that's the thing. I feel like the show is being slept on for obvious reasons because it is kind of a harder, you know, harder avenue to go down, but it's people need to be watching the show. They need to see it at least once. And we've said it before. It might be pretentious to some people, but I, I genuinely don't think that's the message coming across. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think, um, especially in retrospect, right. We could probably, um, you know, we could probably say that it, this really is like kind of a coming of age mm. um, story with really, really grounded characters. It just so happens that the setting is kind of psychedelic and it's a bit of a psychological mind bending environment mm-hmm. and uh, avenue for storytelling. But it's about people um, yeah. and how they feel. And it, there's like a litany of metaphors and lessons that are littered throughout the show Um but you don't have to dig all that deep if you don't want to um, mm-hmm. to enjoy them, right? I, I think one comment I saw a lot from people was, I'm definitely going to want to rewatch this one uh, to appreciate it more. Mm-hmm. And I saw a lot of people being a little hard on themselves, being like, oh, I don't know if I get it fully, but like I'm going to rewatch it because I want to get it. And I think... That's a good thing to walk... Or that's a good thing yeah. to have about it is to want to get it, you know? Yeah, but I also think like how you feel... Like so much about this show is, a, is how Nagara goes through it and 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 how mizuho feels and uh nozomi's journey and and that part isn't hard to get right i think like mm-hmm. that's like the main thread and yeah there's lots of like cool fun artsy uh, metaphoric um lessons in there and yeah those are a little bit harder to um sort of translate sometimes just because the show is doing a lot of things at once but like i think if you watch this from beginning to end, you're going to have an appreciation for the main characters and what they went through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One of the best. One of the best, genuinely. Man. And, it's, yeah. Sunny boy. We, you know, this is such a great, uh, one of those really great things that's part of the podcast. It's very possible we would not have seen this if not for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Absolutely. we had no idea this was coming on, you know, when we started doing this podcast, you know, 10 months ago or whatever it is now. Like, we had no idea. And uh, mm-hmm. they just sort of came up. We both checked out the pilot. Loved it. Got to be a part of this journey with you guys. Um, yeah, I just feel very lucky that we got to listen. Or got to do this, watch it together, and uh, put it all to tape. Week to week, too. That's the thing. The nice thing about this is we got to experience the week to week. We could, mm-hmm. we saw for ourselves to, to deem whether it was like a good week to week show. Mm-hmm. Which it was. Mm-hmm. And then also, you know, because I had to catch up at one point, like, it is very bingeable at the same time. So oh, it's, yeah. it's going to be great for reviewing later. And But, uh, yeah, no, it's um, 
I will be keeping an eye out if if the the people involved in this ever do an, like an instant buy from me if they do something original again, not necessarily like this. Like they could do some genre completely different, but the people involved in this like they have my attention. <laughs> like yeah. you know, but there's uh, there's this whole um, notion that like yeah the director and the animators and everyone involved this was a big time passion project and I think it being 12 episodes and uh you know apparently being standalone single season uh, is just really like a lot of evidence of that Mm. um i'm curious you know we don't often get into the nitty-gritty of uh details unless like we're covering like attack on titan or like a a show week to week Mm -hmm. but there was one that really struck me i mean there's so many um that really struck me but in the finale of sunny boy um Nozomi's last words, uh, you know, she sees uh, Nagara on the train platform, mm-hmm. uh, and the birds are there, and they talk. It's Nozomi, right? I'm not yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and they and they talk. He's, he's on the stool. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I think you know we're all wondering a lot of things, right? Is is it her? Is mm. it an other version? Like, does she know? And you know, I think we. She probably doesn't. Um, was my interpretation, but also, well, I think. but also that they're clearly drawn to each other. Sure. And you know, it's funny that she's with Akaze, uh, and, yeah, and all that, and and there's stuff we can talk about there. But uh, her last line in the whole series and of that episode is, uh, Asakaze asks her, "What are you gonna do with it?" The bird that she finds. Yeah. And her last line is like, "I think I'm just gonna look after it until it can fly away on its own." Oh fuck. And I was that was her last line of the whole series, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" And I was like, "Like, is that what you're doing now? Is that you? What you did with Nagara? Like, is that who you are? You know what I mean? I don't know. I I don't often. Uh... I would I would say so because like she found him out. Like she took one look at him. Yeah. You know when when we first in, were introduced to them as characters, and like she just was stuck to him. You know. Yeah, and you know, like. Uh, Akaze was going, Asakaze, whatever his name is, was going through his all his own stuff, and he seems to be kind of liberated of a bit of that at least in this reality, and maybe she's helping him through something. I don't know, but I I thought about that, and I was confident, you know, that with with uh, Nagara's closing line and the way she was, you know, they were sort of drawn to each other, that that they're gonna figure that out. Mm-hmm. But I also felt like she was just kind of nurturing and figuring it out and trying to help him. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I loved I, it. I love the moment. I think it's it might be before or after. I'm blank, but anyways, there's a point. I think it's okay. It's after when Mizuho like also like so dirty on her part, being like pretending not to know him. Ugh, so um, her, so her. She's I such knew a it brat. Too. <laughs> but when they're you know they're in the graveyard or they're hanging oh, out, and they're leaving. So good. And you know he has, you know like, he's clearly down, and she kind of calls him out on it of like. Hey, like I thought you were not going to be like this here, kind of thing. Yeah. And then you know, like she clearly threw like fucking mud in his face, and then mm-hmm. immediately turns around. And it's like, well, like if we're even a tad of like who you are back yeah. then, and just it just shows like you know how the the caring is there. Like you know they are absolutely. It's more than friends. Like it's just it's just so ethereal. Yeah, they have know? such and, yeah. yeah. It, it, there's it a just, real bond yeah. there. I you know it's funny because that's not one of the things I would have predicted, right? Yeah. Like. The fact that those are the two characters to do the journey home together and no one else, mm-hmm. and like they've got Nozomi's compass 
guiding them, but it's just sort of the two of them in it together. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the brought up the graveyard because in the moment I kind of forgot about it. And I, I remember I told you I've been taking like screenshots of really cool <laughs> moments. Yeah, yeah. There's this one moment she turns around with the umbrella, and the animation's pretty great. And she just says, "Hey, you'll be fine." Yeah. And then she elaborates. She says what you said. Yeah. If yeah. there's anybody left of who you were, you're gonna be fine. Yeah. So good. Their relationship was so great. I know. I, I think Mizu, by the end, I think Mizuho is probably my favorite character oh. out, out of the show. Yeah, and like she doesn't get it easy either. You know, she no, comes none back. Of them do. One of the cats are dead. It's like just because you're home. Yeah. Like now you're in reality. Mm-hmm. Are you happy you came back? It's like fuck. Like it, it was our choice. I, I love that they hit that home. Mm-hmm. He goes, but this was this was where I chose to be. Yeah. You know the the power of it. Just, yeah. You know, the, you know, the finite of a decision. If anyone is looking for um, a more fun kind of critical breakdown, uh, like in the written form, definitely oh, yeah. check out uh, the Anime News Network. Um, there's been a guy or a person, I forget his name, but uh, they've been reviewing every episode fairly critically, like doing a solid five to 750 words Oh wow! on every episode. Um, I haven't read their review of the finale yet, but... I would usually read them after we would podcast, but uh, they're they usually always pretty good. So if you still have some Sunny Boy itch um, that we haven't scratched, Anime News Network. Um, did you did good. you dive into that article I sent you of the interviews with the uh, the director of the show? He was talking over he like wrote about each episode. What you sent me this? Yeah, did did I not? I, 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 did. I have no memory of this. Uh, anyway, we'll get into that later. But I'm pretty sure I saw something on Reddit that. The director or someone like higher up in the, you know, in the production, was like did like written format was commenting about things that happened about each episode. I think uh. things that went into making it and also like events that happened in it. Um, but uh, so I've I've been waiting for the finale to dive into that. I think it was only the first eleven episodes he did. I think it was le- leading up to the. Uh, it might have just been translated from an article yeah. in Japan, but uh, it was. I'm curious. Now that I've watched the finale, I would like to go back and read all those. Yeah, if you, yeah, I'll remind you later. I'll, re- send I'll, resend, I'll resend that to you. Okay, killer. Um, anything you, anything else you want to bring up? I've got a long list for some reason. I got one thing left, so we'll uh, we'll do some here stuff. <laughs> Give me what you got. Uh, I have been playing uh, mm-hmm. the Legend of Zelda: Skyward Sword. Oh. Yeah, so. You're familiar with Breath of the Wild. Of course. Right? Did you play, like, Orgreen of Time back in the day yep. on the N64? Yep. So, you know, <clears throat> never beat it. You know, it was just one of those things that I think I was way too young. Like, didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Got as far as I could. Um, but I've always just had this. And then other than Breath of the Wild, I hadn't really played a Zelda game before. I would just kind of, like, I never had a GameCube. So I was, like, sat back and was, like, envious of, like... I always wanted to play the Wind Waker and Majora's Mask and the mm. you know, like all like the mainline Zelda games. Never got to touch any of them. And Skyward Sword is one of them. So when it got remastered or whatever for the Switch, I jumped on it right away. And I, you know, like like Breath of the Wild, I thought I wasn't gonna like the mm. like the open vastness of it all and the kind of just doing what you wanted. I was used to like that one N sixty four game that I had played. Yeah. And um, after playing Skyward Sword, which I love, I'm having an absolute blast with, I now, I'm so glad that they went the direction they did with the Breath of the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
there's still things about Breath of the Wild that I think they should be pulling more from like the older games, like the like the the specific dungeons themselves. Mm-hmm. Those divine beasts were god awful. That like some oh, might mean like in retrospect, like would compare compare it to the original. No, games? in general, when I was playing Breath of the Wild, like full on, like full time, that's all I was playing. The divine beasts are probably some of my least favorite um, video gaming moments in my entire life. I, really. I wish they were not in the game. At that all. bad? Some of the worst puzzles, like, like cool and interesting in some aspects, but it's just like it, it was just like a slog to be a slog. I had no fun. I the second I got to a divine beast, I looked up a guide. I wanted to get through it as fast as I could, and then just okay, close the close the page and just play the game again. Interesting. I, 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 oh, they were so bad. But that's the thing. So you go back. And, I'm playing these temples in this you know skyward sword game and i'm like oh this is nice (laughs) you know like this is focused you know the puzzles are there like there's really great puzzles in this game like Mm -hmm. i know zelda's always been famous for that but you know like not that i dislike puzzles in most games but you know i find a lot of times they're just dumbed down they're not like you know well thought out puzzles always and these are very well thought out and just i don't know it's just a lot of fun and the game runs well Interesting. You know, the not a lot of games run super great on the Switch, so it's kind of nice to. Sorry, when when they're in handheld, not games don't always run super nice. But I've just been kicking back and in just smooth experience, all in all. And when did that one come out? The originally Skyward Sword, yeah. Um, it came out. I mean, I, you don't Wii. have to know the exact year. I'm just I saying. The Wii, say... It's not a Wii or a Wii U, or it's not Wii U, right? So no, like at least a decade. Fair I enough. think 2010ish. Okay. If I had to guess, maybe 2009, I'm not too sure. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's been it's been long overdue. And this is and you know, like in the gaming community there's been a lot of like bitching and moaning about like why Nintendo won't just like put out the rest of them. Like, yeah. You know, like obviously there's a lot more going into that, but as I play Skyward Sword, it's like, oh yeah, please put those out. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> But the nice thing too is um there was a Nintendo Direct a couple of weeks ago, and they announced that they're doing um, a Nintendo 64 like expansion thing for the Nintendo Online for the Switch. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be able to play some classic N64 games, and Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask are going to be on that. Oh, that'll be cool. So it'll be fun to go back and you know play the original. And I, again, I always wanted to play Majora's Mask, so that's that's going to be exciting whenever whenever that eventually comes around. But um, I, I just got Zelda on the mind right now. It's crazy. Like, I'm just really, really, really liking Well, it has that effect game. on you. Like, even Breath of the Wild for me. I mean, I uh, I played um, Ocarina of Time as a kid. and mm-hmm. uh, I've even played it on emulators since. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Um, but it, it definitely has that effect. Like, it's a very immersive, really well-built world. Mm-hmm. Um, and the bug can kind of get you. It, it's yeah. distantly similar to me to like the World of Warcraft effect, sure. where you can kind of like dip a toe in, and it's like, ah, oh, fuck! Like now I'm in this. You know yeah. what I mean? Now this is the only thing I'm going to touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's just easy. It's so easy to pick up and just play. You know, like yeah, I'll play, I'll play on my lunch, or you know, like I got 20 minutes till I need to start dinner, and I can just do this and do that. Like it's it's. The handiness of it is is truly even all these years later after the switch come out has come out it still blows my mind just how quick and easy it is to pick up and play. Ah, uh, yeah, that's tight, man. Yeah, bro, that's tight, bruh. <laughs> um, you want some quick hits? Yeah, hit me. You want some some quicker Mm-hmm. 
little quickie here. Scarlet and Disney have settled out of court. Undisclosed amount. Yeah, no doubt. But the family's uh, family's all back together. Oh my god! god. It's just, it was so funny. I was I was reading that article. I think it was Variety or where, wherever I read it, and um, I I've I've avoided like all the comments on this like anything posted like whether it's on Reddit or on Twitter. Anytime like Scarlett Johansson, I finally like, and sorry. Anytime like a woman is involved with like a financial dispute, it just gets ugly in the comments. Like just really unnecessary things. Oh yeah, said. like the culture and the comments and just like, yeah, the general it, attitude. Is, I, yeah. I have no interest in it. But anyways, so I accidentally cl- I accidentally clicked on the comment section of one, <laughs> and the top comment was actually surprisingly like very very. Um, it was a quote from Kevin Smith. Ah. From I guess back on. Uh, when he made Clerks 2. Yeah. Like, yeah. he just did not get paid. Yeah. And he sued whomever, whomever uh, was making the, or producing the movie. And so it was, like, a week or two after, like, it was, it was you know, it was announced that they were going to be, they was going to court and da-da-da, this and that. And Kevin Smith was at an event and the CEO or the president of the company that, like, they were suing was there. And, you know, like, they they were talking to each other <laughs> and he's like, He's like, it's, it's just businessman. He's like, let's let the lawyers deal with it. Like, it has nothing to do with you and I. And it was just like Kevin Smith's kind of like take on like, oh, shit, that's that's a real weird way of like looking at it. But I yeah. guess you're right. Let, let the lawyers deal with this. So when all this stuff came out of it, that's a really long story to get to the point. But Scarlett Johansson, it's just, it was just lawyers. You know, like it's... Oh, for sure. She, like, she's eating the brunt of like the... I, I guess maybe she, yeah. maybe she wasn't. I think Disney was in this instance. I think they I think both got a little bit dirty up. Yeah. You think so? I mean, I think no matter what, when you sue your employer, like you're not coming out cleaner than when you went in. Yeah. Even if you are, you know, like this uh, wasn't like super ugly. Sure. Um, especially because they settled relatively quickly. It did feel like it was though. Yeah, but like when it, it first could, happened. that could have been worse. Um, but yeah, I, I still agree with you though. I still think like the general court of public opinion to those people who thought about the lawsuit, like thought it through. Mm. I think most people were on Scarlett Johansson's side. Mm. But I, you know, I also think that there's like probably a significant amount of people that are like, oh, she's a millionaire already. What you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, you, like there's always going to be that take. Sure. You know what I mean? That that uh, that doesn't the person who, you know, can't see the elephant or can't see the forest for all the trees. I thought it was funny that the day it got settled like that afternoon they announced that it was blackwood was free on disney plus now <laughs> kind of hilarious yeah like yeah we're gonna make check it up with to sign you. check with sign all right yeah. never gets it we're gonna make it up to you by giving you a cut of all the people that buy it on disney plus starting tomorrow yeah <laughs> no i'm kidding Good i'm fun. sure i'm sure she got a, a fat check i'm sure she's fine Good time. um in keeping with corporate uh, leaks uh, and uh, drama. There was a massive, I don't want to say unprecedented because who am I to say that, but a very significant leak over at Twitch. Mm. Uh, I think that's more in your world than in mine. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. Big news. Um, but, you know, I thought it was interesting uh, primarily because, you know, I think all a lot of people are always interested to know what streamers make and stuff like that. It's also pretty insane that, like, their fucking source code was leaked, which is pretty insane. Uh, That's a hell of a breach and and a a hell of a rough one. I, you know, have had 
there's been lots of stories like this and I have some professional experience in this in this stuff and ugly rough mm. um, nothing obviously nearly on the scale of twitch but uh, yeah I thought that was uh, interesting you know everybody's upset about how much streamers make shocking mm-hmm. um, I don't watch many streamers myself I watched one I... or two though and I did see a couple of them and I was like damn like I knew y'all were doing well but y'all really eating huh <laughs> that is just one thing that my brain doesn't compute with is watch is watching streams yeah i've never been able to watch other people play games it i've um i'm trying to think of what it would be for me it would be um tournaments like sure. smash bros tournament or something and well, yeah uh, you know or like a halo tournament when i was really into that um i you know i don't know i don't even want to say this because i don't want to paint everybody with the same brush <laughs> i uh no i'm not gonna I'm not going to be mean. I, I think it's also just, you know, like a weird form. It's a form of socialization that we, you and I did not grow up doing. But sure. it's becoming uh, more and more common, right? People going live um, yeah. just in general. And that is, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, anytime I go to Twitch, what, some of the biggest channels streaming mm-hmm. with the biggest viewers is just chatting, as in they're not playing a game. They're just going live, doing Q&As. You know, just talking about random shit. Yeah, I, 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 the most I use is like was during the pandemic. You know, like when everyone was like completely working from home and all that. Yeah. Um, was just bands. You know, I would watch. You know, I remember between the buried and me had a fr- like a free. You know, they played Automata one and two <laughs> back to front, and it was just like a. F- I couldn't believe like the quality of like the stream. Like it was just it was borderline four K and the audio sounded great and I was like, man, like good on you Twitch. <laughs> like thank you for yeah. providing the service to me. But it's so there's like it has like really cool avenues, you know, to do that. I remember one time I fired up the reason I have a Twitch account was so I could play games. Hmm. Uh you know, just like the internet connection wasn't good on the other end, but they were good enough to watch a Twitch stream. So like I found a way to like stream my computer and they watched me play it was it was That's it funny. was pretty fascinating but uh yeah it is this twitch stuff i immediately changed my password this stuff spooks me out like you wouldn't yeah. believe yeah i should change it from one two three <laughs> four five six so what was the, uh, what was the next one um peacemaker got a brief trailer yeah um or teaser i should say um, it's like a diner scene. I I I kind of hate teasers. Like when sure. they're when they're just clips of shows. Actually, Netflix does this thing that I fucking hate. Um, a lot of the time, there's an autoplay feature on a lot of the Netflix apps. Mm. You can disable it apparently, but there's an autoplay preview feature when you highlight, um, like over a, a focused cell, mm-hmm. um, it'll just start playing that either the trailer or that show or that movie or whatever um and there's a moment um or or uh sorry i just completely lost my train of thought oh right uh what netflix does is they'll just play a scene from like instead of like playing a teaser or a trailer or the intro there's just like here's a contact no context scene and it's not even like a good scene sometimes it's just Mm -hmm. like a scene but when it's a good scene it works Yes, yeah. totally. But, you know, I don't know. That irritates me. And that this is what this Peacemaker t- teaser felt like. I mean, like, it was, like, sort of funny. Whatever. 
Hmm. I will watch it, though. Did you see the teaser? No. I Honestly, I, I didn't know until you mentioned it. Okay. It's uh, it's a minute long, if that. Hmm. It's just Johnny's little John Cena scene. I'm in zero rush for more of that. Yeah. Um, okay. Man, there's so... Okay, I'm just going to go quick hits now. Really quick. Ready? Okay. All right. Dragon Ball Super, superhero movie. They put out, <laughs> they put out a, a full-length trailer. This, this shit, Grant, is, this shit is... You know how, like, uh, we were talking a week or two ago about uh, how lucky we were with the Demon Slayer movie because it was canon and word. the quality and all that shit, and a lot of anime movies get a bad rap? This shit is why. This is why mm. anime movies get a bad rap. I don't know if it's canon. I hope to fucking God it's not. I'm pretty sure it's not. It's 3D, and and you're coming off of two really strong movies that everybody likes. Like, how do you make this decision? I mean, I'm sure there's a corporate reason. I'm sure there's a reason. I'm sure I won't like it. But, like, I understand that it's going to exist. But it's just so hilarious that coming off of Broly, which broke international records. Yeah. Everyone looked at even the teaser before this full trailer was out and was like, I don't know about this. Yeah, I, I watched this today in absolute disbelief, and I was like, oh my fucking god, I, I couldn't I couldn't send it to you faster. Like, I, it was, I was, what I are was you blown doing? away. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, a lot of those Dragon Ball Z movies aren't good, but like, they're also not canon, which is part of the problem. But sure. like, I don't know if any of them were 3D. It's like those Berserk series, mm. uh, like the, the modern Berserk series. What are you doing? Anyway. Yeah. Get your head out of your ass. Um, WandaVision's Agatha Harkness, paid, played by Katherine Hahn, is getting her own spinoff. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's a prequel or a sequel or what. Um, I thought Katherine uh, Hahn was great in WandaVision. Absolutely. I don't know. I'm sure they can go a million ways. We'll see how it goes. Okay. I Oh, House of Dragons. Oh, fuck yeah. My boy Matt Smith. Which one's okay. Matt Smith? Uh, the very jaw jawy looking dude. What else has from, he done? Oh, he was the doctor in Doctor Who. Uh. Um, he well, he's got some movies coming. He or he was in The Crown. He played Prince Philip for a couple seasons. Um, and then he's in the new Edgar Wright movie, which I'm really Last Night in Soho, which I'm really looking forward to. But uh, my boy, decent trailer. Mm-hmm. A teaser, whatever it was. Um. Yeah, I I'll be honest. I don't know if I'm watching this show, but oh come on! I don't know, man. <laughs> like, not even a morbid curiosity. Maybe. Just after everything, like I, I also you heard know, yeah. that D and D David and uh, David Weiss and Dan Benioff are not involved whatsoever, and that actually is a positive thing. Enticing. Yeah, and the fact that. This is based off of actual complete material. I'm not being a dick. I'm just saying, like... Oh, okay. So like, the prequel... he's written other stuff, right? Yeah, this is done. This is historic. This is, like, a completed work fiction-wise. Hmm. Like, the story of how this happens. I don't know if the exact characters are all... All have specific arcs, but, like, this whole... You know, this whole story, as far as, like, Game of Thrones lore goes, is complete. So that's a good thing in that, like, it, you know, it has a defined plot and they don't have to, like, figure out the the third act at the end. Um, so I don't know, maybe that, you know, I'm sure HBO is going to pump it full of money, too. It's going to be unavoidable. 
legitimately. Yeah. Like I, I can, I'm already getting the feel from it that it's like, hey, just giving you guys a heads up. I'm gonna be in your life for five years. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm I'm excited. Like yeah. the, you know, I, I'm more excited for my guy. You know, him getting a big shot like that. Like he's had big shots. You know, like he's he's a big time actor, but. I don't know. I just, I've always really, really liked him, and yeah. I'm excited to see him with at the lead of a show. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I, it's fucking. I don't HBO. know who he plays. So, I think they're all Targaryens. Oh, really? All of it? Yeah, I mean, I'm 99 sure. The hair, I guess, is a dead he, giveaway. Yeah, I think like it's the story about the Targaryens seizing or losing or holding on to power. It's a prequel, right? Mm. So it's like I think I don't know if it's about them arriving in Westeros so much as it is like just. Am I spoiling this? I, I don't know. I thought this was like common knowledge. My bad. No, I don't know. I, I didn't read any of the books. I, I never cared. When yeah. the show was on, it was just week to week. I was like, oh, yeah. right on. But anyway, yeah. I, I just think it's like the Targaryen heyday. And they're oh, all okay. inbred. And there's lots of dragons. And fucking, you know. just They're at the very seat of power at that time. Very HBO. Love very, it. yeah. Yeah. Love to see. Um, I've got one thing, but I'm, I don't think you're caught up. Vivi? Vivi. Fluoride's eye song. Not caught up. Okay, I think I'm up to episode seven or eight. Oh, shit. Okay, so how are we still liking it? Uh, yes, very much. There is an episode, and I'm... Uh, there's an episode uh, semi-recent that I've watched that is so outstanding. <laughs> oh, yeah? That I just had my jaw on the floor, you know... I'd, I don't even know if I watched that one sober, but I think I was just that excited. Or I think I sure. was sober, which, you know, if anything, Hits that's, home. that's, that's an <laughs> even better, um, endorsement, but no, man, it was a really, really, really good. Um, hmm. uh, this show, it's, it's, um, animation, it's soundtrack, it's comedy, it's timing, the, uh, relationship between, uh, Vivi or, uh, Diva and, uh, Matsumoto, is really good and it um is like surprising me in some ways hmm. like it's got some deep cuts and it's got some really great action and blah 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 i still cannot get over the animation like yeah. they still hit you over the head every now and again and they're like oh yeah this is what we're doing i'm excited this weekend my targets are locked on vivi good for sure so yeah because um, there's a yeah. lot of shows kind of coming up there shortly you know the fall season's slowly kicking in over the next couple of weeks so I want to. My goal yeah. is to catch up on Vivi and then check out. Uh, is it uh, Shoko Tensei? Uh, Jobless uh, Reincarnation? Uh, Moshuko Tensei? Moshoko Tensei? I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, I talked to Joe. He said it's good shit. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah let me. I'm gonna. Count, I'm gonna count on you for a review of how that is, mm. and we'll just sort of have to take it from there. I believe there's some very much not not Dave stuff in it. Which I think we talked about before, but um, the anime, I just the snippets I see online, the animation in that show looks insane. So like, I gotta see it. I, I gotta I, see what's going on. Yeah, I think there was actually a specific clip from them that made it high up on Reddit, and I was like, ah, fuck, that's that it's, show. It's like a water scene, eh? Yep, hundred yeah. percent. Because I are they in season two? Yeah, it just started uh, this week. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the, it is the water thing. We're thinking yeah. of the same thing, but it was mm. pretty amazing. So I think we'll have to see. Stealthy marketing. Yeah. Do you have uh, anything else, good sir? One, like a tidbit. Um, Just to read one. Way of the House Husbands. 
second half of season one dropped today. I was going to say, yeah, it was early October, yeah. Yeah, we watched the first episode. We were howling on the fucking couch <laughs> watching it. Uh, so glad to have it back. And it's, we're, uh, we fucking love this show. You guys are such dorks. I know. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's good. Same comedy, more the, um... Man, did it only know, drop it just, in this in this year? Like, yeah, it was only so a couple they, months they ago. turned around pretty quick for a season two. I think no, it's not a season two. It's just like the rest of season one. Oh, okay. Yeah, the remainder of season one. Okay, so, so I, it's I like hope, a part one, part more. two thing. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it running all weekend just so they get a view count up and renew <laughs> it because I, I, we really want more of this. It's so funny too because Leanna's now read the manga, and she'd be like, "Oh, I remember this one from the manga." <laughs> This you're like who is... am i yeah. married to yeah. I what is happening and i was like oh yeah she's like oh no this one's new to me and i'm like oh, okay okay we're on the same page we're on the same page it's hilarious <laughs> yeah that's pretty solid yeah no really good show I, I i gotta give that another crack there sometime soon absolutely dave it's um i don't know like I've, i feel like i've said it like five six times already like i, I understand the animation is not what some people would expect but if you're there for like great comedy writing and the facial expressions and the music, like just the cues of, you know, like the jokes, like the jokes land perfectly, you know, it's, it's incredibly dry, but very mm. like fast paced, which is, it's kind of a weird combination, you know, it's fast delivery of dry jokes. So it's, it's, uh, it's fun. And you, and it's so small, like each episode's like 16 minutes. Yeah, you know, yeah, and they get they multiple are... multiple skits within that single sixteen minute episode. It's it's really True. fun. They are kind of bite size. Mm-hmm. True that. All right, way of the house husband. Do it. I'll take a look. Is that pretty much it for this week, my good my good friend? That is that is all for me. Man, this feels like a. Yeah, it's been a while since we've done this. I'm glad we uh, got to do this this week. Too long. Yeah. Um. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um. We have missed you, and. Grant, is it fair to say that we will have a movie review next week? We will have a movie review next week. Should we announce what we'll be reviewing? Yeah. I mean, we put we know we put it out on social what we'll be reviewing, but uh, I don't know if we did the order. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. We're watching Paprika. So excited. Otherwise known as Christopher Nolan's Blueprint for Inception. <laughs> um, we're very excited to see what all the fuss is about. Um, I've, you know, I put that out, and I've, a couple people reached out, like, "Oh, this is going to be a good one." And I'm 99% sure we have neither of us has seen it, right? I have not seen it. Yeah. None of the none, the four movies that we're covering over the next, uh, you know, couple months, I haven't seen any of them. Perfect. So that works. I out. believe you've only seen one. Yeah, uh, Akira a long yeah. time ago. So, mm. and you know, we can we can do that one later. So anyway, I'm very excited for Paprika. Um, that'll be out early to mid next week, and then more post show. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, don't hesitate to like, follow, comment, subscribe, support the podcast in whatever way you see fit on whichever social media platform you see fit, but preferably Instagram because, well, you know, Instagram. Um, thank you guys very much, and we will see you next week. Bye, guys. Cheers.